Yes, indeed. Welcome in. Welcome in, everybody. This beautiful Saturday here in Los Angeles, L.A. Gridiron Weekly. Saturday, June 26, 2021. I always like to say the date so we know where we're at. Last Saturday of June, people. Last Saturday of 2021 in June. As next week, we will head to July. And the summer is finally, finally here, everybody. 877-710-ESPN is the phone number. 877-710-3776. Got a, a good show for you today. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot. We got some uh, a big announcement that was made in the NFL this week by a player. We'll get to that shortly. Uh, then we could talk a little bit about uh, this love affair that Sean McVay has with Matthew Stafford. Remember, we went into this the last couple weeks with the show. We talked about it. You know, Sean McVay and his comments about Matthew Stafford. Well, he's not shying away from them at all. He's now actually kind of doubling down on them. More about what he sees right now currently and just how excited he is for the 2021 season. Sam Monson, he's the lead analyst for PFF Pro Football Focus. He's coming up at 10 o'clock. Can't wait to talk to him. They got some rankings coming out. They just came out, actually. PFF, their 2021 rankings, right? But their rankings are a little bit different. They bring in what you did in 2020, what they project to you in 2021, there is no discrimination with PFF. They are talking about straight film that they've been watching, and they don't care if you're a quarterback, running back, linebacker, defensive lineman. They are ranking you what they feel you rank in the National Football League. So we'll get to that at about 10 a.m. And NIL, yes, N-I-L. A lot of people are like, what, NIL? Yes, you're going to see a lot of that. Coming up July 1st, uh, we're, it's going to be passed. NIL's name image likeness in college football. Now student athletes can get paid off their name, image and likeness. And we're going to see what this uh, firestorm will look like across the country as colleges will now allow their student athletes to be able to come out and say, you know what? My name has got, I got a lot of followers on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok or whatever it may be. I want to monetize that. I want to receive compensation for my likeness, which we know was a big no-no in the NCAA. So that's coming up in the second hour. I can't wait to get to that. But before all of that, like we always do, we've already set the table. Let's get ready for the opening kickoff. This is LA Gridiron Weekly with Kirk Morrison. And with the flash of the cameras going on. It's time for the opening kickoff. Opening kickoff brought to you by my Twitter handle, at Kirk Morrison, my Instagram handle as well, at Kirk Morrison. Those are the two ways that you can reach me. Uh, thank you to all the people out there who have been listening, who have been messaging me. I get all these messages randomly during the week, and I'll, I will read them. I'm, I'm going to read a couple of messages today that people uh, sent me just about football, uh, Rams, college football. I get a lot, so I will definitely read those messages to you all today. And always, the show is interactive. Again, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. And before I get to this uh, opening story here, I got a great treat for you. I got the, the great Dr. Robert Clapper coming up here in about uh, about 10 minutes. So Dr. Clapper, kind enough to stay for a couple minutes. He's always the one doing the interview and doing the talking. But guess what? I'm going to let Dr. R Dr. Clapper take a seat, relax, relax. 
And I will let him tell his story to you. So many times he's given us these amazing stories about his life and, um, you know, what he does in his spare time and saving lives and injuries and things like that. But I do have one question for him. I got off the golf course this morning, so my back's a little tight. So maybe he can help me out as well with that. But this week in the National Football League, big, uh, big, big announcement was made by Raiders defensive lineman, defensive end, Carl Nassib. Carl Nassib on Monday, earlier in the week, Monday, this week, he posted a video, and we'll have that audio for you in just one second, but he posted this video on Monday, and in this video, um, basically came out and said that I am gay, making Carl Nassib the first active player in the National Football League to come out as openly gay. Now, everybody said, well, Michael Sam, Michael Sam. Well, Michael Sam was the first openly gay player to be drafted into the NFL. But we all know Michael Sam at the time was drafted by the then St. Louis Rams. Michael Sam was not, did not make that team. He was part of training camp. He played in preseason games, but he did not make the final roster for the St. Louis Rams. I think he was on a practice squad or two. I want to say he was finally finished up with the Dallas Cowboys practice squad. He made practice squads, but he never officially played in a real NFL game to be an active, openly gay NFL player. That now will change. And we'll see in the coming months. But right now, I want you guys just to take a listen. Here is the audio of Carl Nassib from Monday, letting the world know that he's openly gay. What's up, people? I'm Carl Massive. I'm at my house here in Westchester, Pennsylvania. just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest. Um, I really have the best life. I got the best family, friends, and job a guy could ask for. Um, I'm a pretty private person, so I hope you guys know that I'm really not doing this for attention. Um, I just think that representation and visibility are so important. Um, I actually hope that like one day videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary. Um, but until then, you know, I'm going to do my best and do my part to cultivate a culture that's accepting, that's compassionate. And I'm going to start by donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project. They're an incredible organization. They're the number one suicide prevention service for LGBTQ youth in America. And they're truly doing incredible things. And I'm very excited to be a part of it, to help in any way that I can. And I'm really pumped to see what the future holds. Carl Nassib, well done. Carl Nassib, defensive lineman, defensive end for the Las Vegas Raiders. This one hits home for me um, because I, I was born basically a Raider. I, I was drafted to the then Oakland Raiders. And there is that mantra that people of the Raider organization always say it's once a Raider, always a Raider, meaning that you play for that organization. You're a part of a small fraternity that we all are considered brothers. Carl Nassib is my Raider brother. And I fully back him and in behind him and in support of Carl Nassib. In 24 hours from that audio, that video being released, Carl Nassib's jersey became the top-selling jersey across the National Football League, according to Fanatics. 
Many people probably didn't know who Carl Nassib was before Monday. Yet after Monday, everybody knew who Carl Nassib was, even the president. That's right. The president, Joe Biden, he had a message on Twitter for not only Carl Nassib, but also Kumi Yokoyama, uh, who recently came out as a transgender soccer player. And I quote from Joe Biden's Twitter handle to Carl Nassib and Kumi Yokoyama, two prominent, inspiring athletes who came out this week. I'm so proud of your courage because of you, countless kids around the world are seeing themselves in a new light today. This is a powerful message. That's the first thing that I got from this message because I read the blogs. I read the different fan pages because I always want to know what the pulse of the fan base is. What's the pulse of the people who back the team, who back the NFL, who watch the NFL. And I've saw mixed, mixed reaction, but I was more pleased to see so many people who were supportive and supported Carl Nassib for this decision. I mean, there were people, there's always going to be messages of, I don't care what you do, just sack the quarterback. And there were people who pushed back on those comments said, no, this is bigger than football. This is about saving lives. This guy is being an inspiration to people around the world, not just our country, around the world to be able to live your life. This was huge, huge for Carl Nassim. And this is a guy who I, through my college football duties, covered in college at Penn State. He was on the same team as Saquon Barkley. I've been up to Happy Valley, Penn State, and watched Carl Nassib win the Defensive Player of the Year award for the Big Ten Conference. So this isn't just your average football player fringe guy. This is a former Defensive Player of the Year for the Big Ten Conference, a former, a former Lombardi winner, okay, a high draft pick for Cleveland, for the Cleveland Browns, Signed a big offseason deal last offseason with the Las Vegas Raiders, a free agent deal. And I was in the second year of that deal. This is not a guy who is just, you know, you, you don't know the name. I mean, he was a star of hard knocks as well a couple seasons ago with the Cleveland Browns. Very outspoken. If you're a fan of the hard knocks, you know that he was the guy who had the uh, the the literacy, uh, financial literacy part where he's telling the guys how to save money and this is what you should do. Very bright kid. And this week he made an announcement that was huge for the National Football League, for the LGBTQ community. Everybody's backing Carl Nassib. And I, for one, making sure that I support Carl Nassib in any way. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. We got a ton of reaction just around uh, the many people who cover the NFL. We're going to get to all the sound, everything that people are saying, because this is such a huge deal for the NFL who has backing Carl Nassib. If you haven't been to a lot of the NFL sites, they have, they know that this is pride month. So you're seeing a lot of the um, memorabilia, the signage of pride month. So this was huge for Carl Nassib, even in that aspect, in that you have pride month going and you have Carl Nassib making this huge decision to say you know what i can't live this lie anymore i want to come out and save lives and that's been so great so awesome so i want to get your thoughts get your feedback i want to hear what you think about this decision by carl nassib 877-710-ESPN 877-710-3776 i want to hear from you 
in just a moment. But I do have a good friend, a guy who I kind enough to give us a couple minutes of his time. Anytime you can steal some time from the great Dr. Robert Clapper, you don't say no. You don't pass that up. So coming up next, we'll get to your phone calls right after we talk to Dr. Robert Clapper here on L.A. Gridiron Weekly on 710 ESPN. Back here on L.A. Gridiron Weekly on 710 ESPN, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-376 is the phone number. We talked a little bit just uh, in that opening segment about Carl Nassib, his big decision to come out as the first openly gay NFL player. So a lot of reaction coming up to that, but I don't want to waste any more time. I got the great Dr. Robert Clapper joining <laughs> us, man. Clapper. First of all, Dr. Robert Clapper, man, how are we doing? How's I'm doing, your Saturday? I'm doing great, and uh, it's I'm just so proud of you and how this show is going because I listen to the show as I drive home every Saturday after my show, and your perspective is so important for the weekend warrior because you were in the locker room and it's the psychological aspect of sports, the warfare on the field. We all can see Kirk Morrison, but what we don't see is all of the stuff that's under the helmet, the thought process, the intimidation, how you line up, all the things that you do taking us into the locker room. That's why your show is special. Yeah, but you know the one thing, though, Dr. Clapper, when people always ask me, they said, man, you had a great NFL career. I said, well, I played eight seasons. Eight seasons is not a career. Eight seasons is a good experience. So I had Mm -hmm. an eight-year experience Mm -hmm. in the NFL. Dr. Robert Clapper, how long have you been practicing (laughs) um, in in, in the – first of all, make sure – let everybody know – what your field is, because there's so many different doctors. I want everybody to know this is how long that you've been doing what. Right. So I, you go to college, that's four years, and you've done yes. that as well. But then after college, yeah. after you graduate college, I don't get a job. We don't get a job because we have to do medical school yes. and then residency. So you have to do six years of training to be an orthopedic surgeon after four years of medical school. So 10 years after college, you get your first job. So So, 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 10 years after college. After college. That's 14. So I I got my numbers. I got my counters over here. So that's 14 years before you are even being able to just Do what I want to do, practice medicine, exactly. And because I picked being an orthopedic surgeon. So I didn't get a job till I was 32 years old. And then, because of the way it is, you now have to start working to pay back all the loans. I didn't have a rich father to pay for anything. <laughs> You've got to now go to work, literally, to pay back all those loans. So I went into practice at Cedars-Sinai in 1989. I did my fellowship in 1988 with Dr. Curlin and Dr. Job, who were still alive at the time, uh, which was like being a singer and getting to work with Paul McCartney type of deal. It was just wow. awesome. Uh, and... Yeah, these 32 years have been really special. My dad was a carpenter, so he used drills and saws and hammers. And to me, it's like, I just want to be like my dad. But my mom was a nurse. Mm -hmm. When I told her I wanted to be a carpenter, she said, I got to go to work to support the family. He can't make a living. Why do you want to be a carpenter for? Do me a favor, Robbie. First, you should be a doctor. Then you can do whatever you want. So I realized I get to have the best of both worlds. I get to be a carpenter in the body. And I've been blessed because I went to a school that allowed me to study Michelangelo and art history. 
So I became very creative in the way I looked at things. So I've invented a lot of tools that are used all over the world to do hip and knee and shoulder surgery. Uh, I have a lot of patents. So the creative part of what I do, which is why I'm on the radio, I just love the <laughs> art and the science. Here we go. We're talking with Dr. Robert Clapper, orthopedic surgeon for Cedar sinai uh, joining L.A. Gridiron Weekly here on 710 ESPN. So i got a couple questions for you, Doc. Yes. I uh, woke up this morning. Um, obviously, when, on Saturdays, I try to get out to the golf course. So I got out to the golf course. Mm-hmm. I can only do nine, okay, because mm-hmm. i got to make sure I'm ready and prepared to do this show. <laughs> but I know a lot of guys out there listening, and women as well, get out there to the golf course on the weekends, especially a lot of guys during the week. My home course is Rancho Park over there in Chevy yeah. Hills. Yeah, that's yeah. my spot. They know me over there in the mornings. So shout out to my guy, Mr. Lewis, over on the par three course, by the way. (laughs) He's listening, so I want to give him a shout out as well. But what exercises should people do for playing golf or to keep the back in order? Keep it nice and maintenance, Dr. Clapper. What what, what exercises for the back? I'm going to tell you because despite what you think that you're hurting after golf because there's something to matter with your swing – (laughs) Okay, let's just go through this. You've seen Freddie Couples swing a golf club. Trust me, you could spend a billion dollars with a B on lessons. You're never going to have a swing as smooth as Fred Couples. What about the guy they call the Big Easy, Ernie Els? No more beautiful swing than that giant from South Africa (laughs) and the Big Easy, right? And then our very own Davis Love. Also, a giant in the field, won so many tournaments with the most beautiful down-to-earth swing, you would want to copy that swing. Well, the reason I mention those three guys is because each of them missed significant time from the tour for back problems. Wow. So there's your answer. You can have the most beautiful swing in the world and you still have a back problem because golf is is horrible. I'm from New York. We don't say horrible. (laughs) Horrible for your back because of the nature of the high torque and all the look at Tiger Woods. And I mean, we can go on and on about people with back problems. It's just the nature of swinging that club that destroys a degenerative disc, which is happening because you get older anyway. So the answer is, what can we do to strengthen the back? Number one, get the inflammation out of your body. So there's a book I'm going to promote, not the one I wrote called Heal Your Hips with with Lindy Yui, which is all about walking in a pool. I love that. We can get to that later. But let's start with the basics. You better stop eating stuff that causes inflammation in your body because you're inflaming your discs and your muscles when you swing that club. So the the book is called Wheat Belly, W-H-E-A-T, Wheat Belly, written by a cardiologist, because you're going to realize from reading this how much an inflammatory, everybody wants to be on whole wheat. No, no. Right. it causes inflammation in your body. So number one, watch what you're eating, that it's not inflammatory. White sugar, the bun of the hamburger bun becomes white sugar to your body. That's an inflammatory agent. So everybody wants to take Advil and Motrin and leave all these anti-inflammatories. How about putting less inflammatory stuff into your body? Then you don't have to take the anti-inflammatory. Be holistic. Don't let them give you cortisone shots. Please, no epidurals. Next, the size of your belly. Mm. Men and women, we work hard. Golf is a luxury item in our lives. We deserve it. It's a metaphor for life, how terrific it is. 
Here's the deal. You've got a big spare tire around your belly. You are loading and destroying the discs in your lower back. So when you do less sweet and less inflammatory sugars that you're eating, you'll have less weight. Your body will feel better. And finally, the greatest core strengthening exercises that you can do is get in the water. Walk in the pool. You want to swim? Great. But belly button high water, walk forwards, backwards, half an hour, three days a week. Now that COVID is dying down, you'll have access to a pool. That is the greatest thing you can do to strengthen your core and play golf without pain. I'm going to the pool today. There you go. Wait, (laughs) we're talking with uh, Dr. Robert Clapper, orthopedic surgeon for Cedar Sinai here on LA Gridiron Weekly. Just a couple more minutes with Dr. Clapper. My pleasure. When when I hear just back injuries in general, Mm -hmm. when I hear just and when it comes to the National Football League, I know Mm -hmm. Matthew Stafford once had a back injury as well. But Mm -hmm. just when I hear that in professional sports, specifically in football, Dr. Mm -hmm. Clapper, how concerned? Could you be for a guy's longevity, especially uh, in, in particular? I, you probably don't know his case, but um, Tyron Smith, mm-hmm. former left tackle, uh, played at USC as well. Um, he had an injury to his back mm-hmm. as well. He was out the entire year. But how, how significant can a back injury, I guess, hurt or hamper a career? Good question. So we're dealing with young male athletes. That's a football player. One day, maybe they'll be women, but right now, they're young male athletes. And when they get back problems, it's not their dad's back we're talking about. The beauty of medicine, Kirk Morrison, is you have to have that X factor of how old are you? Because when I talk about a torn meniscus, for example, in an 18-year-old, it's different than in a 45-year-old, even though it's the same injury. So when we talk about a back problem in a young male athlete, okay, something's going on. It's not that they've gotten older. These are injuries, but they're injuries to the spine that already is not made quite properly. And what do I mean by that? So clapper vision. This is what I, 10 and a half years on the Weekend Warrior show, everybody knows what clapper vision is. So here's a clapper vision, Kirk Morrison, for you to understand your so spine. So by the way, first of all, before whenever you say clapper vision, I always clap my hands. Right? Ah! So you go, clapper vision. And I clap exactly. my hands. So I, like, I do that and everybody's looking at me in my house. Like, what are you doing? It's a clapper vision. Just That's clear right. Clear in the ear. Okay, go ahead. It's fantastic. <laughs> Believe me, I get called from the NFL Network, from Fox, where everybody wants, I go, I was just on with Chris Broussard on his radio show. We need Clapper Vision here at Fox. It's really hilarious. But I'm here at ESPN every Saturday morning. Your spine is like a stack of Oreo cookies, right? We're all familiar with mm-hmm. Oreo cookies in the package. In college, yeah. with a quart of milk, I used to eat the entire package. Yeah, but, not around my kids. They just eat the filling out of the middle. Well, there you go. So stuck they, with just the cookies. Then they understand. <laughs> so you look at that stack of Oreo cookies. The cookie is the vertebral body, is the bone. The cream filling is the disc. So your cervical spine, that's your neck. Your thoracic spine, that's where the ribs attach. And between your rib cage and your pelvis is the lumbar spine. Five non-rib vertebra. They're Oreo cookies and the cream filling is the disc. Now, in a young male football player, the way the cookies are stacked is just like the cookie in the package. That's normal. But when I see young men come to me with back pain, you better start looking for some problem in the way the bone was fused and made to create that beautiful bone. 
you can have a congenital reason. We call it a pars defect. We call it a spondylolisthesis. There are these subtle abnormalities that if you didn't play football, Kirk Morrison, Mm -hmm. you would not have a back problem. So my answer to that is in a young male athlete who has a back problem, we can work on the disc, fuse the bone, whatever surgery that we need to do, it's working on the cream filling usually of just one of the cookies. And yes, the other cookies are now stressed differently because you have a bad cookie in the stack. But it's different than when I see a 45-year-old or a 50-year-old where the whole stack has problems. So with our microscope and the technology that we now have that we didn't have before, you can rest assured Tyrone is going to be just fine. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. One more question. I'm going to get you out of here, Dr. Robert Crapper. Um, So the big announcement this week with the NFL was that Carl Nassib became the first openly gay player. Beautiful. You're a season ticket holder. You watch the NFL. But I know you spend a lot of time saving lives, though, too. What do you think this does for the NFL? You know, the, I just had as my guest, the greatest guest I've ever had. My, my wife, by the way, Kirk says I never answer the question, so I'll, <laughs> I'll get to the answer in a second. I just had Mark Spitz as a guest on my show. Ten and yes. a half years I've been doing The Weekend Warrior. To me, he was like the greatest guest I've ever had. And I've had Dick Butkus and Isaiah Thomas and Dustin Hoffman. I've had some great guests over the years. But it was Mark Spitz. Th- today was the greatest day. And we all know about his Olympic seven world records and seven gold medals in 1972. He's just a trailblazer and an icon for me personally, being a Jewish athlete and all of that. But what I learned today by talking to him was about his mustache. And because every other swimmer is shaving their head, shaving their body, putting oils on to be as smooth without friction. Can you imagine this dude from America gets on the starting block with a full head of Beatlemania hair and a mustache. Those Russians must have said, oh, my God. This guy's shaving myself to be faster. Look at this dude. He's going to beat my butt with a mustache. The psychological aspects of sports is the most fascinating part of sports to me, which is where you come in because you take us behind the scenes to what those players are thinking. So to answer your question, what do I think about Carl Nassib coming out and sp- exactly stop it already? It's enough. Who cares about what you he's a beautiful person. Just judge him for what he does on the field. And that one little move, what do they say? One small step for man, yeah. one giant step for mankind. One small cleat on the grass is one giant turf for the National Football League. That's what happened this week. Oh, very well said, Dr. Robert Clapper. Man. Hey, I appreciate the time, Doc. I Anytime you need course. me, Kirk. Anytime. Hey. And trust me, fantasy football, they all bet all this money. They need Dr. Clapper to tell you whether you're ruined or not. So Dr. as Clapper. the season starts, I look forward to helping you with the big injuries that are going to take place and whether they're to worry about or not. Keep doing your show, Kirk. We love having you here. Football is what is what did Steve Sable say? Life is great. Football is better. Yeah. Your always. show is your show is good, <laughs> but it's better. Okay. Keep doing it. Well, I got a great I got a uh, a great person, a great show setting me up too. So I, I get a lot of those uh, those <laughs> listeners coming in after. But you uh, you go to the golf course, go hit them straight today. All right, Doc. Thanks so much, Kirk. God bless you, <laughs> Doctor Robert Clapper, orthopedic surgeon for Cedars Sinai. Uh, he mentioned it there, very eloquently put. 
Uh, one small step for man, one giant step for mankind. Carl Nassib. We'll get to some of the reaction around the NFL, some of the big voices uh, that talk the NFL. We'll get some of that reaction back to that big story. Coming up here next on LA Gridiron Weekly on 710 ESPN. Special thanks again to Dr. Robert Clapper joining LA Gridiron Weekly. Some 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 good tips, definitely. Now, I'm feeling like it's a different kind of way about Oreos now. I feel like, I don't know, the inflammation in my back. Does Oreos cause inflammation? Dr. Robert has me thinking about that. LA Gridiron Weekly here, 710 ESPN, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776 is the phone number. Like I said, big story this week in the NFL. Carl Nassib comes out as the first openly gay NFL player. And look, it had... Uh, the NFL, a lot of current players, former players, uh, everybody has had some things to say. And it was all been very positive uh, to where I think where we are now as a country. I don't think that this could have happened 10 years ago, 15 years ago. It's crazy to think that Michael Sam was a trailblazer in, in the fact of when Michael Sam, who was the first openly gay player to be drafted, came out it was brand new to all of us it was like wow what's going to happen and you had people who were like what's the locker room going to be like or you know how are the other players going to treat him and what is the nfl going to do and it was like look just relax calm down and we went through that and i think the league is better for that situation now i do wish michael sam would have been able to make a roster and play a lot longer because I think it would have been a non-issue for years to come. And now when I look at Carl Nassib coming out as openly gay, it, it was it's a story. But we're still so far away from the NFL season that this is something that we're going to talk about now. But I'll tell you this, to be honest, it'll be a lost story in the next couple of weeks. The 24-hour news cycle. We're, okay, what's the next story? What's the next story? Then we'll revisit all of this again when training camp comes up and He'll have a press conference and everybody wants to put a microphone in his face. I said, this was the perfect time for him to make that announcement just to keep people aware, understand like everybody's aware of now the story of Carl Nassib and him being an openly gay NFL player, but he's not going to training camp to the end of July. He's going to be around his family and friends, the people who most support him uh, in every way. And so he doesn't have to worry about, microphones in his face and everybody asking all these questions. He doesn't have to worry about that. He gets some time to himself. So I said it was a perfect time, but there were other people out and there was like I said, strong, strong commentary from a lot of people. One of them uh, is our own Mina kind. She's an ESPN NFL analyst. And she uh, had some thoughts on Carl Nassib. Here's Mina Kimes. I think he's going to make it easier. And, and I, I want to be, clear about this. It's not just that he's done this. Other athletes, maybe even players who are in the league already, they're not just going to be watching and listening to what Carl said and how it's covered. They're going to be watching how everyone responds. And that's why I feel it's so important for his teammates, as it sounds like they've done, and other NFL players to get behind him because, um, you know, people are watching and people are listening and acceptance it sounds like, you know, the acceptance he's gotten so far, it's going to be what enables other athletes to come out in the future. Yeah, absolutely. That was Mina Kimes, NFL analyst for ESPN. 
I think it is for guys for the future because I'm going to be honest with you. And I think a lot of people out there should know that I was in locker rooms and I knew that there were guys who were gay. They were not openly gay, but I knew that the lifestyle that they live was probably different than the norm of your average NFL player. We didn't treat those guys differently. You didn't talk behind their back. There's this thing with the NFL and its facility. An NFL facility is sacred, everybody. And when I say sacred, it's it's the safe place. It's the safe house. Because when you walk into an NFL facility, I don't care what you got going on outside of the facility, at home, whatever it may be, that stuff stays at home. When you walk into an NFL facility during the week to prepare for a game, to prepare uh, to get ready to practice off season, it doesn't matter. You walk into an NFL locker room. It's a safe place. I remember times where I was going through some things with, you know, family, friends, you know, girlfriend, problem, brother. I mean, you got so much going on, you know, outside of football. But when I walked through those doors of a team practice facility, all it was forgotten. Everything was forgotten outside those walls. And you're with the brotherhood. You're with the guys in the locker room. And we're talking about politics and who's the greatest basketball player and who's the best Madden player, right? And what place is the best restaurant? Man, there was st- when people ask me about the NFL, what do you miss most? Everybody over majority of the players, I would say 90% of the guys always say, I miss the locker room because the locker room, it didn't matter your age, gender, sexuality, color. It didn't, it didn't matter. It didn't matter your political preference. It it does not matter because you're a family. It, it was a brotherhood. That's the same thing I see with Carl Nassib. And that's why you saw an outpouring of support from his teammates. His teammates come out. Derek Carr, his quarterback, said, I love Carl. Like, I love him. He's my guy. He is my guy because he's part of my family. He's part of my football family. The football family also spends more time together than you do with your own family. Let me make that clear. You spend more time with your football family than you do with your own family during the season, off seasons. And so you have this connection that you have and the support that is going to be there. It's going to be there for them. Our own Keyshawn Johnson uh, of Keyshawn Zubin and Jay, uh, yeah, and Jay Will, my guys in the mornings, uh, Keyshawn was on uh, Alan Hahn show this week. And Keyshawn had some thoughts on the support for Carl Nassib as well. Here's my guy, Keyshawn Johnson. This is somebody who's an important part of your team in Carl Nassib. He's an important part of what the Raiders want to do on the defensive side of the ball. So because of that, people look at it like, oh my God, what are they going to do? What are the players in the locker room going to say? What? Nothing. Get your damn helmet, man, and come on out of here. Let's play some football. Mm -hmm. That's what they're going to say. And if you say anything to my teammate, I'm going to punch you in the face. So you're saying like in a game, because you know how it is. I mean, you've been there in the the field of battle where you're anything goes a lot of times with the trash talking everything. I want to get under your skin. I want to bother you you're saying that if somebody goes there oh yeah it's gonna be a problem yeah it's gonna be a problem 100 if somebody else says that i don't know what i'm talking about then they some damn fools it's going to be a problem on both teams meaning that he's on my team
team and I'm on the Raiders, and if you say something to my teammate, I'm going to have an issue with you. And the opposing team, if you say something derogatory to him, I'm going to have a problem with you as my teammate because more likely than not, that player on that opposing team isn't going to stand for your behavior. That's the reality of it. I promise you. Hey, that was Keyshawn Johnson on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Keyshawn is right, man. I mean, this is almost like someone talking about your own kids, your, your family. You, you don't talk to my kids anyway. You don't talk to my family anyway. Those are fighting words. The way that you will battle for your own family and your kids, that's that's what's going to happen if you come at Carl Nassib. So I think that the support is there. The support will be there for Carl Nassib. I want to hear what you think about this too, though. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. That's the biggest story this week in the National Football League has dominated the headlines. Carl Nassib, openly gay NFL active player and the support that he's getting. We're still going to get to, we got a lot of NFL talk to still to come. We're going to talk later on about the, uh, love affair that Matthew Stafford and well, Sean McVay has for Matthew Stafford, his new quarterback and how he thinks this dude is one. Uh, I'll save those choice words for a little bit later, but we're going to get to that as well. But I want to get your thoughts on this Carl Nassib story and we're going to get more of that. But also, too, um, I want to get here this little bit of sound, too, before we got to make take a break, because one of my mentors in the NFL was Warren Moon. Warren Moon was a. A mentor to me before I got drafted. Um, I trained in Orange County and I met with uh, Warren Moon and he actually talked to me about the NFL. And so anytime Warren Moon speaks, trust me, Kirk Morrison listens. And Warren Moon had this to say about Carl Nassib this week. I think if players look at what's going on in our society today as a whole, you know, diversity um, is much more acceptable than it's ever been before. I mean, you can look back as far as uh, Michael Sam. Um, I don't think the NFL was ready for him as a gay man coming into the league, and it was something that was known by him coming out of college. You could see by where he was drafted. He's the SEC player of the year on defense, but he doesn't get drafted to I think, the fifth or sixth round, which is crazy. And then he doesn't make an NFL football team. Um, so at that time, I knew that the NFL still wasn't acceptable of a, of a gay man, in their, uh, openly gay man in their locker room. But even though if you look around our league, I bet you would find two or three um, gay men on every football team. And that, that's just kind of the way society goes. So uh, for Carl to come forward and, and say what he said and, and, and say who he is, I think it's a really freeing experience for him. I think it's going to make him a better football player. I think it's going to make him a better leader on his team because it's hard to be a leader when you're not true to yourself and who you are. And now he's he's let everybody know who he is, and I think he can be a better leader on his football team. And I think it, it'll um, motivate other guys to come forward knowing that it's already been done now. That was Warren Moon on Shanae and Golick Jr. And remember, Warren Moon's also coming from a place where – he was the first black quarterback to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And so some of the stories that he had to endure being a black quarterback in a in a league in which that position was dominated by 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 white Americans, right? By white guys. And he was the first African American to be selected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Just understand what he had to go through. So he's seeing he relates to Carl Nassib in a different way because, yeah, he received discrimination as well. And he feels that that is not the case anymore. We are now changing our country. 
This is more accepting, more open. And I'm glad to hear from Warren Moon with that 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. I see your phone calls. We'll get to your phone calls next here on LA Gridiron Weekly on 710 ESPN. Back here on this gorgeous Saturday here in Los Angeles, LA Gridiron Weekly, 877-710-ESPN is the phone number, 877-710-3776. I got some messages I'll be reading a little bit later from throughout the week that people have been messaging me football questions. They say, I missed the show, but I, I wanted to ask you this, Kirk. Hey, look. Go ahead. It doesn't matter when I will answer uh, your questions. So we got a lot still to cover here on L.A. Gridiron Weekly in about six minutes. My guy, Sam Monson, he's the lead analyst over at Pro Football Focus. It's their time, right? When I say their time, PFF's top 50. That's right. The 50 best players in the NFL right now. They got a list and we'll get to that with Sam Monson, who's watched a ton of tape. And I can't wait to hear about some of the players in his top 50. But Carl Nassib is the story. We'll just get a couple more uh, thoughts on him and your phone calls as well. So let's get to a couple phone calls here at 710 ESPN. Let's go to uh, KC. KC in Tuhunga. You're on LA Gridiron Weekly. What's up, KC? Hey, man. How you doing? Love your show, man. Wow. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. You know what? I agree with you. I played baseball, and in the locker room, there's just nothing but brothers there, right? Yeah. Everybody's looking out for everybody. They don't really care about what happens, you know, when you're not there. I mean, they still care, you know, if you're going through stuff. But, man, when you're there, all they care about is what you do on that field, and that's it. No. So I agree with you about the brotherhood thing there. And, you know, you've got to be careful what you say about other players also because, you know, your team's got your back. And I think this guy, I really don't know who he is because I'm a Chiefs fan. But, uh, you know, God bless him, man. I yeah, think it was well, a great thing. Yeah, appreciate the phone call, Casey. Yeah, you're exactly right. It is. Uh, th- this is honestly uh, one of those situations where – you're that's the first part how was he received in the locker room and i don't think the locker room changes right the locker room doesn't change because he's one of them he's one of their guys you don't treat him any differently and he said hey this is something that he wanted to do in terms of say i want to live my life my 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 life how i want to live it and so again it's when you get out of that facility i mean the, the brotherhood still protects you but you're kind of in a situation where you're able to live your life now and not have to hide what you do outside the facility at home. You don't have to hide that from your friends in the facility. We still protect you. We still shield you. And that, that's the uh, the great part about professional sports, especially team. You don't talk about your own players. You don't. You don't talk about your own players. You You protect them. And if anybody on the outside talks about one of yours now, look, it's fisticuffs, right? You got to handle that and you handle it a lot of times internally. um, And then also, too, you you call guys out. That's just the way of, I think, professional sports in general. So, man, big, huge story. Carl Nassib, man. First of all, I said I salute to you. Um, He is a Raider for life and he's my Raider brother. So uh, I stand and I support Carl Nassib and I can't wait to get out to uh, Allegiant Stadium again. I've already visited that stadium already in Las Vegas, but 
Raider training camp is approaching. So I'll get a chance to go out there and go check out some of the Raiders. I know the Rams training camp is approaching. I can't wait to get out to the Rams training camp as they return back to Irvine. That's right. UC Irvine. That's coming up at the end of July. So I'm getting forward, uh, looking forward to that. Actually, we got a show coming from there. So LA gridiron weekly host Kirk Morrison. I will be on the road at Rams training camp. That'll be coming up at the end of the month. So I cannot wait to give you guys the lowdown on the 2021 Rams and their new quarterback, Matthew Stafford. We'll get to that in terms of what Sean McVay can't wait for us to finally see Sam uh, Bradford. I mean, that's not Sam Bradford. I'm sorry. I, why, I keep, why I say Sam Bradford, Matthew Stafford. I'm going all the way back when I'm talking about Sam Bradford. Wow. I'm saying Matthew Stafford down there in Irvine. I'll let you guys know all about that. I'm going to sneak over to Costa Mesa as well. I'm going to go sneak over to Costa Mesa and go see some Chargers as well. Justin Herbert in year two. I can't wait to see what he does in 2021, which does remind me now. What does Sam Munson, lead analyst at PFF, what does he think about Justin Herbert for 2021 where does he rank in pff's top 50 we'll find out coming up next here sam monson lead analyst for pff coming up here next on la gridiron weekly on 710 espn